On this episode of Her Wild Outdoors, I'm joined by Michaela Kreef of the Outer Banks of North Carolina. We talk about her lifelong love of the outdoors and fishing and hunting and how that was changed by a life-altering circumstance and how she has overcome that and keeps pushing forward for the goals that she has in her outdoor life. We also talk about how asking the question, how can I help, is so much better than the question, what can I do for you? All right, everybody, thanks for joining in on another Her Wild Outdoors episode. Today we have Michaela Kreef from North Carolina, and I am excited to hear about her background and her story and um, and her love of the outdoors. And uh, yeah, Michaela, thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here, hear all about your story as well. Awesome. Well, do me a favor just really quick. I love to do this in the beginning just so that we kind of have a background of you um, and kind of hear how you got started in the outdoors and then how that's evolved over time. Take as much time as you want um, because you've got a bit of a background for you. Thank you. So, yes, ma'am. I am from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm from Mans Harbor or Miss Shoes. It's a little town. Um, I've grown up here and lived here all my life. Um, And I'm 22 years old and I work at Oregon Inlet Fishing Center, um, which is a charter boat marina on the Outer Banks. And we send people from all over the world out fishing off the Gulf Stream um, in the Outer Banks and fish for everything they want. So I work there. I do reservations and book in boats and mm-hmm. people to fish. And um, I love it there. But I've always grown up in the outdoors. Um, in Man's Harbor, you know, as a kid, honestly, we didn't have much to do. So the outdoors was my playground I um, hear that. all the time. <laughs> my whole family, you know, my family is just, and you know, we're, we're just outdoor family. Mm-hmm. And my dad, um, I've got three sisters and we should have been boys for sure. <laughs> and we're, we're the only girl, we're all girls. So my dad, your um, sweet has, dad, <laughs> yeah, my sweet dad has put up with us and dragged us all over the woods and out in the boat, um, in the ocean and sound everywhere our whole life. So, um, I've kind of just grown up. It was, I mean, I was born into it. Um, mm-hmm. I was born into the outdoors and it is my my happy place for sure. Um, I started riding horses when I was born. I mean, you know, my mom and my parents always has horses and I've shown Western pleasure and um, trail rode all my life and fishing. I mean, I, I held a cane pole when I was, you know, little tiny. So yeah. um, it's just what we grew up in and, um, you know, going out in the boat and I now have my own boat, you know, go out and I did take it for granted. Um, when I was younger, I did a little bit, you know, I remember when I got in my license, I really didn't spend as much time unless I was on the beach with my friends, you know, but like I said, I've always loved the outdoors, but it more so grew also when, um, five and a half years ago, I was in a car accident and, um, a fatal car accident. My boyfriend was driving and we hit the back of the piece of farm equipment and, um, it left me paralyzed from the waist down. I suffered a torn aorta, which 7% of people survive. And, um, uh, it left me with a stroke to my spine and caused spinal cord damage. And yes, I am a T10 paraplegic and live my life in a wheelchair. Um, after my accident, there was a lot I couldn't do and there still isn't a lot. There still is a lot I can't do, Mm -hmm. but, um, I say, I just do things differently. I mainly do everything I used to do, especially in the outdoors. And, um, that is still absolutely my happiest place. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is also things that, you know, I can't do and I've had to change, but the outdoor is where I'm free and I'm normal. And, um, it's just me in the woods and me and the birds, you know, the fish, whatever. And, um, I'm just staring out there right now. It's a little bit chilly outside today, but <laughs> I wish I could enjoy that sunshine. Um, but yeah, that that's my story. Like I said, I just grown up to it on the Outer Banks as a as a kid. You don't like I said, we don't have much to do other than go fishing, get in the truck and go mud and go, you know, yeah. ride four wheelers, ride horses. I mean, there was days I would just wake up and spend all day, nine and 10 hours on my horse, just playing. Right. And, um, you know, that's all we had to do. So I love it. And it's my happiest place. You know, you say, I'm, I'm going to take you back. I, I think that one of the things that stood out where I could, um, I mean, there are plenty of things that we can relate to you and I with the outdoors. Um, but I used to work in cardiac surgery. Um, mm-hmm. 
And when you say 7% um, of people will survive a torn aorta, that is 100% true. Um, I have been on many of those surgeries and I, you're a walking miracle. And I say walking because you are moving, you are breathing, you are, your heart is beating. You're, it's, um, it's something that, like you said, you don't take for granted anymore. And, um, it's, uh, it, it gave me chills when you were talking about it just a second ago, because I have seen patients come in and not leave. Um, and so I, that's, um, what a story to come back from. Um, and it's not like the past five and a half years have been easy, right? It hasn't been, um, uh, there's a lot of recovery. There's a lot of rehab. There's a lot of, um, there's just a lot that went into getting you where you are today, right? (laughs) So much, so much. I told my mom the other day, I was somewhere and changing or something, you know, and I was like, wow, mom, I'm getting good at this, you know, wheelchair thing. She was like, we are, aren't we? I said, we, (laughs) but you know, just we, you learn Mm -hmm. so much, so much. And like you said, I'm so incredibly thankful. My arms, my hands, Mm -hmm. the ability to talk, like there's just so much that could have been taken from me. And I did lose a lot, Mm -hmm. but I am just, like I said, I'm so thankful to even breathe like I don't know. See, it just changed my perspective all the way around and um, changed my whole life. And like I said, there's no other words than just um, I'm thankful. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm so incredibly happy to be here. I think that when you look at other outdoorsmen, um, whether you fish, you hike, you hunt, you um, like whatever you do in the outdoors that is your thing. I think that we all see how we evolve over time. Um, We all see how we change and how we adapt and we make things work for us because each person is different. Um, Whether there's a lot of debate over men and women and hunting and we could take it down to each woman individually hunting, um, each man individually hunting. We don't do it the same. Everybody does it differently. And you have to figure that out on your own, whether you do it organically or you do it because something was thrown into your life as a curveball and you've had to adapt from that. Um, but I think that that's, that's something that I've taken with me over the time that I've been hunting and fishing because I was a latecomer to it. We fished my whole life. We camped. I was kind of like you. My mom would send us out in the summertime and lock the door and she'd put water out on the porch and she'd say, you can't come in until the sun starts going down. Um, And so we were out all the time, but it wasn't until I was an adult that I started hunting. Um, And it wasn't until my husband introduced me into it and said, this is what you've got to do to get um, your hunting license and all of that. And everything that he would show me worked for him. And he had adapted from different lessons that he had learned along the way. But everything that worked for him didn't work for me. Some things did, but some things didn't. And I had to learn, even over four years, I had to learn... What will work for me? What can I do that will make me as independent as possible? Um, And then be flexible, right? Uh, And patient with myself. (laughs) Oh, patience. I know, right? (laughs) It's a huge one. It's a huge one. No matter who you are, you have to have patience with yourself. Absolutely. That's so real. What you said just about everything is so different for everybody. And um, not only in hunting, just everyday life, I've Mm. noticed. And you just, like you said, as an adult, it's just so real. And um, I I think we grow to, like you said, just learn, adapt to our lifestyles, adapt to our minds, adapt to what we need, to what we want, what we like, you know, just Mm -hmm. learning um, what works for us. So that that is huge. And like I said, I'm really, I'm 22 years old. And even being in a wheelchair, I was kind of... I was, I don't want to say more sheltered than 
a young adult would be after their, you know, college life and high school, but, um, I was, and Mm -hmm. so I'm really being able now to really explore all my options and get out there and, um, travel and, you know, learn for myself as well. So, um, yeah, there's just so much to it and patience. That is the number one thing that hunting has taught me in this life is patience and fishing. Yes. Fishing, all of it. (laughs) I was about to say. Um, (laughs) Riding horses, Mm -hmm. riding horses, you know, handling a 1200 pound animal and (laughs) having to communicate through your minds and your bodies is a lot. So that has taught me as well. And, um, I'm, so incredibly thankful for what the outdoors has taught me. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's, um, people talk all the time about how the outdoors is their therapy. And I just don't think it can be emphasized enough that, um, just to be able to get outside and, uh, whether it's just out in your backyard or, um, or you're on a boat or you are in a blind, like wherever you are, just being able to be still, um, and take it all in to be frustrated as heck and, um, uh, mm-hmm. and, and have those moments of pure joy. Um, mm-hmm. but to walk away, I think, I think that walking away, I had huge lessons this week. I went out, the turkeys have been the bane of my existence this year. They, yes, <laughs> they are evil this year. I cannot find them. They are not coming in and I hunt public land. So it's very pressured for some reason this year. And I know that we've got a whole lot more going on and I'm very grateful that we are even allowed to hunt. Um, but it, I still get just this little ounce of frustration of it's not connecting and it's my second year hunting turkey. I'm doing it by myself. I'm learning all these lessons along the way. What works? What doesn't work? Um, But I went to a new place on Sunday and to gummit, it just, there was no service. I had not prepared. I had not downloaded maps. I had not figured out, you know, where those boundaries were. So I really couldn't investigate further in and it started raining. (laughs) I was like, this is just, this is, and I got back in the car so frustrated. And then I sat there and I went, but I was able to get outside and I was able Mm -hmm. to sit there and enjoy and listen I was in, I was able to go investigate a new spot. Um, Mm -hmm. I was able to find tracks. Like these are all, it's your mindset, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that taking lessons away from a hunt is one of my favorite things. Um, Because without looking back and learning something, why did I go out? Um, Right. There's, there's not, I think, non-hunters look in and it's, well, you, you kill something, you kill something, you kill something, you kill That's hunting. Well, that's not hunting. Mm-hmm. That's not Mm-mm. fishing. That's, that's not, killing. that's killing. And that's not what hunters do. Um, we harvest every once in a while. And it's a great experience because I get to feed my kids and my family all mm-hmm. year long. Um, but that's not what hunting's about. It's those lessons that we learn along the way. And I'm wondering, what kind of lessons have you learned? And I would even say before and after the accident, because there are lessons, it's different, right? Your mindset before a life altering experience, or even just a change in what you're hunting, like before that and after that, what kind of lessons have you brought um, to the table along the way? Yeah. So, the turkey, um, (laughs) the turkey that stuck on my mind a little bit. Uh I have been hunting turkey for three years Mm -hmm. and I got my first turkey this past Sunday. And congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, but I do want to say, I know your struggle. Uh I haven't done it alone, so I don't know your struggle there. Um, I, and I haven't had, you know, I haven't had the, finding, you know, finding tracks and exploring like you have. So I'm just imagining what you're going through in my head. And I'm just like, A, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You go. Mm -hmm. B, 
I like, I can feel your fresh air right now. <laughs> and just, you know, thinking, listening for a turkey, you know, mm-hmm. just being right there. I, I love that. Um, I have had somebody to help me this past Sunday. We were in a deer stand and we were waiting probably 30 minutes. And it was my boyfriend and I, he carries me up. Thank you, Jesus, for him. He always makes sure I can get in a deer stand. Mm-hmm. He gets me up there, either leaves me or, you know, stays with me. But um, he laid down in the deer stand, take a nap. And I said, you little, I said, I cannot believe you. Well, it weren't two minutes. He had his eyeballs closed and I snapped my finger and I said, and uh, I told I told him I had one and I sat there and I waited for her and it was a bearded hen and I waited for her um and I called her in with my turkey app I'm, I'm not a little professional caller like I said this is literally my first time ever sitting like mainly by you know I was pretty much by myself but yeah. um mainly sitting there and you know listening for it myself waiting for her I was anxious I was shaking you know the adrenaline it was pretty great and let me tell you the struggle <laughs> so I, she comes into about 30 yards and I had a double bear 12 gauge shotgun and I was shooting buckshot too. <laughs> and, um, anyways, so I pull the trigger on this turkey and I'm sitting in the office chair and mind you with a T10 spinal cord injury, I don't have very much tummy muscle or upper balance. Right. I have some, I have a lot, I'm, you know, I have enough, but that 12 gauge knocked me right on back on my back and I fell slam out the chair and I was I was down and my turkey had walked off. Oh my goodness. Well, I sat there, I got back up, you know, my boyfriend jumped up, he helped me out. Um, and I hit it and she went about, you know, like 15, I don't know, 15 yards maybe away. And, um, she died and it was great. So I did harvest her and I get to eat her tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And, um, but in the outdoors, what, what hunting has taught me is just like the, when I was, when my first time hunting, I grew up dog hunting. So okay. I, yeah. I didn't sit in, I didn't sit in a stand until about, I don't know, four or five years ago. And, um, so my whole life, my daddy's a dog hunter. And so it's adrenaline, you know, it's yeah. fun. It's loud. It's, you know, it, we're, we're rednecks and we're out there having fun. And, um, that was the greatest thing. You know, I was so thankful for the dogs running me a deer and I shot my first deer and I fell back on my first deer too. I was a little tiny girl, shot my dad's boat <laughs> gauge and fell, got a busted lip and fell in the mud my first deer too. That's awesome. And um, so, yeah, but it has just taught me to be grateful. And I love the feeling now of killing my, you know, killing my animal, mm-hmm. cleaning my animal, feeling, I know it's so sound weird, but feeling the inside and then just preparing it and cooking it and seeing it on my plate. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. I did this. Yeah. Like I did this and I'm so grateful. And the Lord gave me this turkey. You know, he didn't put anything here for no reason. Right. He put animals here for a reason. He put us here for a reason. He put the circle of life for a reason. Like everything works out. And I'm a true believer of that. But like, I want to go back to earlier, like the turkey hunt and patience. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought to myself, like, why didn't a time walk out? You know, like why, why, why couldn't I just get some, see some big old spurs and, you know, Peterson's <laughs> great. Like, thank you, Jesus. Like, I'm so thankful, you know, Yeah. but, um, the patience, like I said, it's been three years. I've been, I've been turkey hunting and, um, other people have taken me and I never had any luck and I did this year and I was so thankful, but also like just a, along the way, little things run into, you know, I run into like falling down and, we, you know, not being able to walk to my stand, not mm-hmm. being able to even wheel to my stand sometimes. And, um, I have to be dropped off and, you know, somebody always has to be with me and my boyfriend has to carry me. And, um, one day I'm going to have a track chair. I don't know if you've ever seen them before, yes. but they're big track chairs with bulldozer wheels. And I got to try one out one time at a radio. Um, people were having some out there and I got to try one out. And my goal is to have one to me and my gun and my dog, or if she wants, you know, we can just stroll out in the woods and sit somewhere. I can pop my ground blind up around me in a second and, you know, wait. And that's my ultimate goal. And, um, it has just taught me between now and then the lessons, like mm-hmm. you said, to take away. Like now I know that office chair was not enough stability for me. And right. I need something to hold me up now. And um, little things like that, just now I've learned, you know, I have to adapt more than anything and I have to be flexible and I have to just, it is what it is. You right. know, my, my turkey the other morning, um, 
it, it was what it was. Like I got that. And my shot, when I shot that pin out in the woods, probably a hundred yards away, like five turkeys flew up. And I guarantee you one of them were a gobbler, you know, like, <laughs> and I, if I would have waited just 10 more minutes, I'm sure one of them would have walked in. So it's just my lesson, you know, I, I should have been more patient, but I got a little trigger happy and I did it, but I had a good time doing it. And I'm thankful tonight I get to sit down with my boyfriend and chow down. Yes. So yes. That That's the goal. And I'm thankful still for that. And, um, I'm happy. So yeah. those lessons, those lessons, um, I, you were saying that and it kept, I kept thinking that's something I can totally relate to because it's at each year that I've hunted, it's been, well, the first year I needed help field dressing because I'd never field dressed before. Um, actually for the first three years I needed help. I needed help getting, you know, a deer from, down the stinking hill that they always go down all the way back up the hill into a vehicle like that. There were all of these things that I had to figure out. Okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? I want to be independent. You Mm -hmm. want to be independent. Like there are all of these goals that we've had along the way to figure out how can I do this on my own? I don't mind the help. I welcomed the help. I needed to learn and I needed that backup. Um, But it has been exciting because with each lesson that I've learned, whether it has been an easy lesson to learn or a difficult lesson to learn, um, I think that it has been, it has been positive moving You know what I mean? It's always been, even though I might have to take a step back, I went two steps forward. Mm -hmm. I learned and took with me something (laughs) that I could apply to my next hunt. Um, And it's, it's kind of, I went on a duck hunt this year for the first time and kind of like you, I'm not, I'm not a very large person. I'm five two. Um, yeah, probably not a whole lot of meat behind me to stabilize with a shotgun. So the first time I shot a shotgun, (laughs) it kind of surprises you, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just the force of a 12 gauge, it, um, especially being having, not very long arms. If you're having to reach around that shotgun and not be uh-huh. on top of it, I mean, you get it. Uh-huh. It's it will throw you off your feet. And yeah, um, that was my case. Yeah. And so it <laughs> it's you kind of have to take that and go. Okay, I need to readjust, or like you said, I need something better to stabilize me. Um, uh-huh. I need a tree up against my back so that if. I take a shot that I'm not thrown backwards on my rear end, that um, I have something behind me kind of stabilizing me. Um, But you kind of have to fall on your rear end (laughs) to figure out um, that that wouldn't work. And and so it has been a lot of, I I think I told somebody when I harvested a doe this year and my son was with me and what normally could have taken not a whole lot of time with my husband helping me out, um, it took a long time doing it by myself. And it was because I was trying to feel dress in a way that he did. And I was so frustrated because it wasn't working. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I tried to do it, it just, I was trying to saw through um that pelvis bone. And I just, it was, it was not working. And I got so fed up. I think I made a phone call to a friend. I called him. What do I do? And he's like, I don't know. That's just how I've done it like that. And finally I said, I'm going to do it my way. (laughs) I'm just going to figure it out my way. And my hands are small enough that I actually did not have to cut through that pelvis. And it, I was able to figure out. And when I did, it took all of like three minutes and it took that frustration. It took that, you know, getting to a point of dad, damn it. (laughs) Uh, This is, I'm sweating. It's cold outside, but I am sweating. It's starting to rain. We are drenched. And, um, and I, it, it got me to the point where I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out how it's going to work for me. 
And I probably won't ever do it a different way because I now know what will work. And um, right. And those are the kind Gosh. of things I I will take more away from that frustrating lesson than from a lesson that I did positively that worked. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. How how great did that feeling feel when you were walking out and like <laughs> yeah. with your meat? Like how great did that feel? Now you can go back into your next month feeling confident. Like, yes. you know, like, okay, something else might happen that I might know, but I'm gonna feel dressed that deer in a minute That's and you right. know I can get it done. That's right. And um that feeling is just so great. Like my next time to go see a turkey, I will make myself sit there for longer than 20 minutes. You know, (laughs) I will, I will make myself get more stable. I'll be ready. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I I love that. I love that. It's just the, the outcome is so much the, the good, you know, the outcome is so much stronger than the struggles to me. You know what I mean? Like them little tiny struggles, like, Oh, like them five minutes of frustration worth, you know, is so the meal you sit down and eat point blank, you know, it's great. It's great. It's just accomplishment. When you sit, you sit down to eat and you're surrounded by people that you love or people that Mm -hmm. you're introducing wild game to you. Um, and you can sit there and tell the story, right? Um, Mm -hmm. you can tell that story of frustration and, you know, just a, even a couple of weeks down the road, you're sitting down eating that and you can laugh and you can enjoy uh, the accomplishment that came from it because uh, it's, I say it over and over and over, hunters, um, fishermen, like people who were in the outdoors were storytellers. And that's how we learn. That's how we pass on um, our history and our family history and, and all of that, it's, it's in the story and what a better place to tell that story over a meal that the story surrounded. Um, and it's just, it's the people you love. Yes. It's something you can't replace. It really isn't. You can't replace that moment. And my son got his first deer this year. He was nine and he sits around the table and we pull out a steak or ground venison. And he said, this was my deer. And he will go back and he will tell the story. Maybe not all of the story, but he'll tell little snippets of it. Remember when, remember when we saw this, remember when this happened, remember when, and, um, and it has been, it's almost like that tradition now has passed on um that's so special that storytelling over a meal and I don't know it's just a sweet uh it's a sweet moment whether you are listening to a complete stranger tell a story about a Uh hunting experience or somebody that you have mentored telling a story there's a sense of pride and joy in that and it wasn't even your own harvest right there's it's just it's fun it is fun fun. I enjoy that part of it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Tell me, because we've talked about patience and I think that we've Mm -hmm. hinted into a little bit of this with determination, but perseverance is a huge part of, um, of not only hunting, but of your journey of pushing through and learning how things work, um, your mindset, your growth, all of this that comes with it. But how have the people around you um, been supportive? How have they been? And we've talked about your boyfriend. We've talked a little bit about your mom. But you've I know you've had nurses and PT um, specialists. And um, like I know that those people have truly surrounded you because you wouldn't be where you are today without that support system. Um, no, ma'am. But who also in your hunting, your hunting and fishing and outdoors community, who has been that support system? Yeah. So like, I I have a great family. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, you know, my parents are wonderful. They were there for me from the beginning. Um, my sisters are my best friends, you know, Mm -hmm. my friends, they're great. Um, but my community, has been wonderful as well. Like I said, we're, you know, we're outdoors community. 
we do everything outdoors here. Um, we have maybe one game room on the outer banks or something, you know, like laser tag or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you, you spend your time outdoors and um, nurses along the way, they knew that from the beginning, you know, when, when I was in the hospital, my dad don't, you know, he, he, he's a dad. So he's going to tell him, you know, this is what she does. You Uh know, they brought my saddle, you know, my therapist brought my saddle into therapy for me to sit on. They, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. They, they've incorporated it and they told me from the beginning as well, like, yeah, you can do this. Um, it was never a question for myself. Um, it was never, I never questioned whether I was going to hunt again. I knew I could sit on a horse again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it was just things that I automatically do. I couldn't play softball again. And that was the biggest struggle for me. And um, so the things that I could do, I knew I was going to do, you know, like I, I knew I knew I could still do that. My outdoor stuff like I do. Yeah. But as far as people who have pushed me to do that, everyone's just been supportive. Like, like I said, I never questioned it. So I just automatically say it like, Hey, I want to go fishing. Can you take me fishing? Like, right. yeah, let's go. You know? So, so they support me and allow me to make the trial on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, People, you know, that's the biggest thing. People to be open-minded and um, accept the error that is going to happen. You know, I, I live my life in a wheelchair and I'm bound for something. My day never goes smooth. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I either drop my, I drop my coffee, I flip over backwards, I drop the dog food, anything. So, you know, I have to accept that. And when others do as well, they do. Um, the, the biggest thing I think, since my accident that the biggest impact in the outdoor community is I went to a hunt for only disabled people mm-hmm. out in Siler city, North Carolina. And it's called back in the woods hunt. And there was 105 people in wheelchairs or with another disability, um, mostly wheelchairs though. And that was the biggest eye opening experience I've ever been to in my life, probably other than this wheelchair in North Carolina as well. But, the um, people there, I just saw in it as well, like just the support and the acceptance, you know, like accepting how we are, what we have to do again, you know, our trials and errors, if we have to have a vehicle to take us all the way to the blind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If our wheelchair has to go with us, if we can't move out of our wheelchair, if we have to have a special device to pull the trigger or, you know, for something to see for us or somebody else to see for us, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there's people with disabilities like that and that still would like to pull the trick, pull the trigger and um, harvest something. So that is, and I, I just believe there, like everyone in my life, like I said, it was never questioned. It was just, they automatically helped me. And that's something that I had to go through. And in my, in my mind, it was my own mind that I had to tackle over the trials and errors and to realize that I don't need to, I don't need to let myself get down by what other people think at this point. Like I need to just move forward no matter what they think and do what works for me. If they don't believe I can do it, show them I can do it. If I can't, whatever, move on. And um, I think that's just the biggest thing is just accepting what will happen, what can happen and um, what don't happen. You know, so I think, I think that's the biggest thing in the world that I've seen most is people just accepting who others are and what we have to go through. I think that you, you nailed it on the head with, with your mindset, because throughout that whole, like what you just said throughout the whole thing, it was what you set your mind to. Um, I think that I, I don't think we give our minds enough credit. And I think that it's been talked about more and more along the way, but, um, a, a strong mindset can get you far. It can get you so far. A a mindset that can pull you back is also just as as dangerously strong. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, hearing that from your voice, but you can also hear it deep inside. Like you can hear this conversation coming from your heart. Um, just that how important that was. Um because the support from others around you is you you cannot replace that. That is your support system that can get you day to day um, 
in hunting in life. And we all have that, um, whether it's a good one or a bad one. We we have those people that surround us that get us through day in and day out. Um, but they can't change your mindset. They can't. It has to be you. And so for you to start that from the beginning, um, it probably, I'm sure others have told you, it, it probably took you leaps and bounds uh, faster than if you had to first overcome a mindset of of um, a negative headspace. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. That's uh, that is probably your first battle. Um, yeah, is setting that mindset, and that goes for anybody, whether they are disabled or they uh-huh. struggle with depression or they struggle mm-hmm. with. Um, different kinds of, I mean, just my day in and day out of dealing with two preteens, like, come on, <laughs> it's, right, right. It, it's something that you open your eyes and you can decide what, how you're going to face your day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. I, I said, that's, that's just something that you had to decide waking up that day, waking up and, and figuring out this is my goal. This is, mm-hmm. and and thank you for being, for surrounding me and, and walking me through this goal, through the hard times and the good. Yes. I think um, one, of, one of my fellow wheelchair users, her name's Jessie, a couple, probably a year, two years ago, I was going through relationship problems and um I, I was growing. It was hard being a new paraplegic mm-hmm. and learning my body, being a teenager in college. You know, it, it's it's a lot. Um, there's a lot of growing as a teenager, you know, as a young adult in yeah. general, and then having a spinal cord injury on top of it, it's just new. And um, people can make you feel all types of ways. But this girl said, Jesse said, no, Michaela, people don't make you feel any type of way. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a thing. You make yourself feel a type of way. How you respond and how you take into what they say, that's you making your own self that type of way, feel that yep. type of way. Yep. And that over anything, I'm I'm like, no, I'm not going to make this boy make me feel like that. Uh-huh. You're crazy. And um, after she said that, it just put it in, you know, put it into words. I was like, you are so right. Like, I nobody in any situation, hunting in our life, in school, in, you know, relationship problems, family, whatever. We make ourselves, we wake up each day. I wake up every day and try to move my legs. Mm -hmm. Every single day I wake up and I say, okay, well, not today, I guess. Thank you, Jesus, for letting my heart be. I see the sunshine and let me get some coffee. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I move on and I choose to, okay, what can I can, what can I control today? What can I do today that I, I can fix, I can solve, I can, I can do anything, you know, like what can I do? And especially during, um, even during this coronavirus stuff, um, it's the same thing. Like what today? Well, I can't go shopping at TJ Maxx today, but you know what? I can sweep my floors or we can go to mow the grass, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever, what can we do? And, um, it just, I, like I said, I don't know. I, I've just learned along the way to just, we wake up each day and we make it what it is. It's mind over matter. Yeah. I like what you just said. It, it's more about what can we do today, not what can't we do today. Um, right. And that's a big, uh, that can be applied to all situations. And um, I think that's something that we should all carry with us. Like you said, even right now, um, no, we can't go into certain stores. No, we can't go to our favorite restaurants. Um, no. And I've, when I've talked to my neighbors, I've talked to my husband, as soon as this is all over, I just want to get all I can eat chips and salsa. Um, yes. Like that. <laughs> yes. So those are, there's, there are all of these things that honestly, right now, especially, um, we hear a lot of what we can't do. And so to wake mm-hmm. up and first make a list, whether you have to write it down or not, of what mm-hmm. you can do today. Um, and it truly might be, I can breathe today. That might just be what you have to, what you have to hold on to for the day. Um, 
And I I feel very honored and blessed that we have a home that we can live in. We've got food in our freezer. We've got um, the ability to do school, the ability to be outside. Tennessee has the ability to hunt, thank God. Um, But there are people that live houses between us that don't have a job right now that Mm -hmm. um, or have lost part of their income or are trying to support a family without having the means to support a family. And so um, when Mm -hmm. I think of all the I can'ts right now, it it really diminishes um, when you look a little bit further. and those I cans speak a little bit louder. So um, I'm glad you said that. That's something that I will carry with me for a while. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate yes, ma'am. that. Hey, how do you think you you actually won? I call it an award <laughs> <laughs> because you you won the tell. You're gonna have to say it because I'm gonna about I'm gonna mess it up completely. But you are Miss. Um, what was it? Yes, miss, yes. So Go, tell me I'm about that. 2008. Yeah, I'm 2018 Miss Wheelchair North Carolina. Yes. Um, I'm no longer the title holder at the moment. Right. I passed over my crown this year. Um, but during that time, I did. That was an advocacy program. Mm-hmm. So all my life, I've done pageants. I was, you know, a little tiny beauty queen when I was a year and a half old. And, um, but so I did that and I did pageants, but in 2018, I did Miss Wheelchair North Carolina and I was crowned. Um, I competed against some other girls with disabilities and it was the best experience of my life. I also competed for Miss Wheelchair America. I, um, did not get crowned for Miss Wheelchair America, but that to this day was the best experience of my life. Um, I met people throughout my way that was just so, I don't, again, I I mean, I just, I learned so much Mm -hmm. in that time. I became a better wheelchair user. I became a better person. I became, um, you know, just opened my eyeballs to all different types of life. I traveled more. I got to see more around the world, um, you know, around the States and in North Carolina, especially. Um, but it, it was pretty great. So Miss Wheelchair North Carolina, her duty is to support the disability community, um, make life easier for the disabled, all disabilities, um, mostly wheelchairs normally. And it's, it's to show others that we are alike. We, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we still do things. I still wake up every morning and put a little laundry in. I, um, you know, I can still have children. I, I, we still get married. My boyfriend, you know, I, I'm a housewife yeah. <laughs> at the moment, you know, like I, I work, I have a job, I ride horses, I have dogs, like we're normal and we do do things. Um, but it also is mainly my platform myself is I want to show the world I think education in the world about disabilities is the biggest thing. I think if children grow up knowing about disabilities, it will make the whole world an easier place for the future generations. Yes. And um, for us living now, I think it's, uh, that that's my platform and myself is I want to show the world that we can, we can live life to the fullest and we will live life to the fullest. And I want to encourage others, no matter what they're going through, disabled or not, you know, live life to the fullest, get outdoors and breathe in the sunshine, um, breathe in the outdoors and that 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 myself is my platform but as miss wheelchair north carolina um the organization is point blank um for advocacy and who can represent the disability community the best and um i i was able to do that i'm so thankful for the organization and everything it gave me i was two years title holder and um i enjoyed every minute of it and i learned more than anything else i think could teach me um so again i'm was so very thankful for that organization. I did. Um, so hearing from both that and in uh, the back in the woods hunt, um, I think that there's a sense of, I don't know, you kind of get, and, and we can compare this to like actual women in the outdoors. We, where I am, there aren't a whole lot of people that I can reach out and and say, hey, you live down the street from me. Let's go hunting. Like I just 
I don't mm-hmm. have that opportunity. Me neither. And Me so neither. you can kind of compare that when you get around people who have um, – whether it's like you said, similar disabilities so that you can learn from each other, you can pass on mm-hmm. information, you can, it changes your outlook just a little bit in, in encouraging ways. It's the same way when you get around people of the same like-minded outdoor passion. Um, and it's, I see when I went on this duck hunt with all of these ladies, I, each person had a different gun. Um, and we got to try each person's different gun. And it's like, well, which uh-huh. one would work best? Which one? I have a um, a collapsible stock. So it allows me to okay. get over my shotgun a little bit more. You should probably investigate that. Um, For it, sure. It makes a huge difference on being able to handle that gun. Um uh-huh. And being shorter, it makes it makes a huge difference. And so they were all asking how, like, what is this? How are you getting on top of this humongous gun <laughs> and and being yeah, able to handle so it? Cool. And um, and it's but it's also the camaraderie, it's the encouragement, it's the the growth that comes from it. Like you said, that's um, you you can't get that from people that don't know exactly what you're going through, whether it's hunting or you're pushing through something that's hard. Um, they can sympathize, um, but they can't get into it and empathize and grow out of it. Um, so right. it is, it's, uh, there's a welcoming to that when you get around people that, that you can make sense of life with. Um, and that can be family, that can be friends, that can be significant others, um, and it can be hunting buddies or fishing buddies. Um, uh, but it makes it makes a difference having those supportive people in your lives, whether you get to walk alongside of them or it's on social media and you just encourage the mess out of each other. I I have appreciated everybody that I've connected with, but it has, um, it's made a difference. Those that I've learned from. Um, yes. And I love those people. I, I don't know. The other thing that what you said, it brought up a conversation that I have with my kids often because we are surrounded. We've, we have had interactions with family, with disabilities or with friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I want to always influence them. Don't ask what you can do for them. Like that's ask how you can help. Ask what you can do to help to, because, because that's whether it is someone with a disability or it's someone who's trying to do something on their own, no matter what it's, how can I help? Not how can I do it for you? Um, yes. It makes it's just that small difference in words um, goes from somebody wanting to take over and do it for you because it's easier and faster to somebody who's willing to walk through it with you and learn with you and grow with you and and be that supportive person to help you get where you want to go. And you can you can hear it just in their language and speaking that one sentence. You can hear the difference in who those people are. Yeah, that I've never been able to put that into words. And you just said it perfectly. That's so real. You know, one person, one man in the grocery store could ask me to open the door for me. And all depending on the way he said it, you know, I'll either say, yes, sir, thank you so much. Or, you know, no, thank you. I can handle it. And I'll, you know, struggle a little bit, but I'll get it. Right. Um, But, you know, then going out, maybe if a woman or another man ask it the right way, I might let them, you know. Um, And so it really, and I, you know, as a wheelchair user, sometimes I don't respond very well. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard. Um, None of I have us to do. work on that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to work on that sometimes, but I am always thankful. You know, mm-hmm. um, I am always thankful for that. And it took me a long time to have the courage. And I still, to this day, um, struggle asking for help. My boyfriend, you know, I'm struggling getting off the couch the other night. And he's like, here, 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 and grabs my shoulders and goes to pick me up. And I'm like, no, like, well, <laughs> I snapped a little bit. I was like, no, like, just let me do it. 
it. Like mm-hmm. I got, you know, I can do it. Um, it was a long day. It was nighttime. So I was tired and I struggled yeah. a little bit, but I did it. And I was like, I got to do that to use my mind, you know? Um, yeah, but like you said, it is the way somebody can ask, you know, it just makes a world of difference. Yep. We've got, I have been, um, there are, there are actually a lot of communities out there um, in our hunting community. There are a whole lot of groups out there who um, who hunt for and with um, disabled hunters. Um, mm-hmm. They're amazing people, amazing people. But every single one of them that I have looked into, that I have heard from, that I've followed – it is, it is along that mindset. What can I, what, how can I help you right. get your goal? Like, how can yeah. I help? How can I be your support, not your doer? Um, right. And I think that people who get that, it's, oh man, it's something. It is why I talk to the kids about that. It's. Yeah. Thank you for that too. Cause I'm telling you, it, it will make a world of difference. Yeah. Just don't, I mean, let them ask questions yes. too. Do you know what I mean? Questions are everything. And other people, um, able-bodied people think disabled people don't like to be asked questions, but I so much rather a six-year-old come up to me and say, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Rather than the mother that's walking beside her, uh, you know, try to keep her away from me and yeah. act like I'm going to run her over and her not want to look at me or stare at me or ask questions. Like, no, please look, yeah. please ask. Like, Have a conversation with me. Yeah. Oh, I always do. Yeah, I always do. But um, I also want to tip one too. When this weekend, when we went out to our buddy's um, hunting lodge out, you know, a couple little couple hours away from where we live. He, when I got there this past past weekend for my turkey, he said, okay, you know, like we sat down the night before eating supper and he said, all right, so what do I need to do? I was like, you know, like at first I was like, well, what do you mean? I'm here to hunt with you. You know, what do, what do you yeah, mean? What, what do, do I need, need to do? do? <laughs> and, um, but no, I said, he, you know, he asked me about like, what, how can he help? Yeah. And I said, well, really, all I got to have is like a cushion to sit on somewhere and a tree to lean against and I'm fine. You know, he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to do more than that. Like, you know what? So it, he was so opening. And I want to also put it, put him out there. It's cut a whiskey, cut a whiskey Creek Outfitters, too, mm-hmm. in Hosky, North Carolina. His name's Clay McPherson, too. And he was so helpful, um, so great with me. And he just, you know, um, my bed sleeping in, you know, he hooked me up dinner. What do I, you know, everything just ask me, what do I need? You know, do you have all the camo you need? Do you have something to sit on? You know, everything. He was so helpful. And like I said, um, and we connected through the outdoors and, you know, it it was great. So like, I just ask questions, help, you know, ask to help. And if we say no, then go on, you know, um, and we appreciate it so much, but it's just so big. I thank you for hitting on that because I've never been able to put it into words. It just, it makes a difference. And I think that there are a lot of conversations that, um, I don't know, words mean a lot to me. My husband and I have this conversation all the time. Words, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. individual words mean very different things to me. And um, it can be in tone. It can be the the choice of wording, but it is something that is on my heart. And it might be also because I have kids and the way that you speak to kids can be the same way. Um, mm-hmm. just, just the way that you speak to someone can either heighten a situation in a negative way or heighten it in a good way. And, um, and I would much rather heighten it in a good way. Not that I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm against confrontation because there are mm-hmm. some things that do need confronting, but it right. does matter how you do that and how you use your words. And we can put that on, you know, how we as outdoorsmen uh, word different posts on social media. Um is it inflammatory? Is it derogatory? Is it attacking in any way? Does it cause someone to become defensive? Or is it shedding being an outdoorsman in a in a positive light? Um, right. So it kind of 
I, it can be applied to anything. It can be applied to how you talk to your neighbor. It can be applied to how you speak to the bagger at the grocery store. It can be um, how you speak to someone who's against hunting or fishing. Um, it can be applied to someone who's disabled. It can be applied to anything. But I think that we do have to notice those two. There, there are two different ways you can word a statement or a question and um, – and I think that that one, like touching on that, especially in our community, how can I help? How can I be your support to get you where you want to go is a huge, huge step in the right direction. Yep. I agree. More so the words and one, the impact one word can have makes a world of difference. Yes, it is true. Very, very true. Well, what, what are some of your goals for this year? And it can be, yeah. it can be like what kind of fish you want to get, what fishing trip you might want to take, what hunting, like what are some of your, or it could be like we've been talking about some of these steps toward an independent goal. Yeah. So I have many of goals, um, really overall independence, um, more so than anything mm-hmm. I want to, I'm right now in the process of rigging up my, we're fixing my boat right now, getting it right where I can wheel out on my dock and I can wheel straight on my boat and me and my dog can go fishing. Perfect. Um, cause I, I live on the water and I have a dock. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just getting my boat accessible for myself. And, um, you know, last year I had a boat, I've had a boat for a couple of years, well, which my family always has, but I mean, my personal and um, I was able to, I have a video somewhere I'll have to share, but I sat on the side of my dock, put a, um, you know, big piece of, a big board across from my wheelchair to my seat, scooted my butt from my wheelchair <laughs> to my seat yeah. on a board over the water on the dock to get on my seat on the boat and left my wheelchair behind. Um, so that's how I would do that. And now my ultimate goal is to wheel off my dock, wheel over a little ramp onto my boat, wheel into my pontoon boat and, um, go for a cruise. Right. And I think, I think that's one of my ultimate goals for the summertime and even further into fall probably because, you know, um, it, it takes time and it takes, you know, everything. But like I said, also is, um, I really want to travel somewhere to hunt this yeah. year. I know it's a little late to have plans, but really for a deer, I really want to get a big old wall hanger where I'm from in North Carolina. I have to travel, you know, West anyways to hunt Yeah, in North Carolina. Um, being on the East coast, we, we really don't have big, you know, some big deer. And, yeah. um, we got, all, you know, we got me and I'm so thankful for that. Two years ago, I got my first bow kill with my crossbow, a nice buck. And, um, I was very thankful for that, but I think ultimate goal this year is independence with my boat and, um, really travel somewhere and get hunting experience outside of North Carolina, maybe. Yeah. And, um, that's something I really want to get into and look more into. So yes, ma'am. That'll be, it. that'll be exciting. We, we get, um, maybe we'll have some listeners who will be like, Hey, we can do that. We can figure that out yes. and, um, and get and you into social it. social media already. Yeah. Social media already. That's how I found the back in the woods hunt last year. Mm-hmm. And I will absolutely attend that every year. You know, we're more that, you know, that's the thing is, you know, we meet more people. And I was w- one of two girls out of 105 people in a wheelchair. It was just us two girls wow. in the front of this picture, um, hunting with all these men said so that was a really cool deal. It was actually a fellow, um, organization, Miss Wheelchair in North Carolina title holder that as well. Awesome. So it was pretty cool. Us girls got to go out there and hunt, but, um, I think, you know, social media is a big impact. It really well, is. And I'm, th- think, I'm thankful for that, you know, us finding each other as well. You know, I can't wait to get to know each other more too. Well, and it changes, doesn't it? Whether, whether you're going to a place like that or you're just out there hunting, it changes from where you're learning and it's almost mm-hmm. like you had to kind of learn all over again, figuring all of that out. And so from learning and and getting accustomed to it and going to, like you said, back in the woods hunt, like all of these places, it, you are the attender. And then eventually you can be the mentor. You can be the person who has gone, who is someone that other ladies can say, well, she went. I'd like to go. Yeah. And um, yeah. that that's something that we take. I think that we as hunters 
need to focus on because it's not just all about us. It's about drawing others in and it's Mm -hmm. about mentoring others. It's taking what you've learned and passing it on so that we continue this as we keep going, showing people that it can be done. Agreed. The future generations more so is what I believe in. It's just, you know, they need to know, especially during times like this, like, um, you know, there's a lot of people where, what if this kept going? You know, Mm -hmm. like we have no idea. Um, it could end up being like the hunger games or something. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) who who knows? So I just like, that's a thing. Like we're prepared. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We've got a closet full of ammo and you know, we're, we're in the South and we're ready. And, um, I think who knows what could ever happen. So I think, getting it out there and exploring and like making it aware and education about the outdoors and then disability communities. It makes a big difference. It really does. Um, Michaela, thank you so much for taking time with me today. Um, tell people how they can follow you really quick. Yeah. So pretty much anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, I'm Michaela Grief. It's, um, you'll spell my name out. Got a kind of funny spelling, but, um, it's Michaela Grief everywhere. I share stuff and, um, I want people to follow along and I want to follow along with others as well. Like I said, I got a lot to learn in the outdoors community and in the wheelchair community. And so I want to, you know, I want to get out there and see stuff. Um, there's a lot to explore in this world. So thank you for having me. And I appreciate, you know, inviting me on here so much. I really can't wait to see, you know, where we go as friendship too. I'm following along on you as well. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. You have a good day. You too. Thank you, Michaela. You guys go out and follow her. Her last name is C-R-E-E-F, Michaela Kreef, um, on Instagram and give her some support and love. And uh, thanks for listening.